Hi there, Working Homeschool Mom. This is Charlotte from Charlotte Jones 24-7 and My Little Homeschool. And this is episode number 83 of the Strike a Balance podcast for Working Homeschool Moms. On the episode today, I speak to Stephanie Rosenfield, who is a certified life coach for Frazzled Moms. And she shares a lot of fantastic strategies for reacting to your kids in a more positive way, for delegating and for also welcoming more joy and fun into your life. And of course, we chat about self-care as well. But before we get to the episode, I'd be ever so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It just means that more working homeschool moms can find it. And in that way, we can build this working homeschool mom community together. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm a homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my time audit and mindset challenges the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, I'm thrilled to introduce our favorite math curriculum to you. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way and not to a test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach means having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with a practical assessment. This three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results, and ones who were doing okay before are now doing brilliantly. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. CTC Maths is generously offering my listeners an amazing special. Go to www.ctcmath.com forward slash MLH to get a half price discount plus a bonus six months for free. That's ctcmath.com forward slash MLH. I'm thrilled to welcome Stephanie Rosenfield onto the podcast today. Stephanie is a former speech pathologist turned life coach for overwhelmed moms who helps her clients navigate internal and external chaos that often creeps up during motherhood without losing their cool. Using first-hand experience, training as a certified life coach and an honest, judgment-free approach, Stephanie helps moms shift their habits and mindset to become the calm mom they've always hoped they could be. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me today, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So we're going to be delving into some tasty topics today. I've listened to your five minute shift for moms podcast where you share some awesome advice. So I know we're going to have a fantastic chat. And I think I'm also going to suggest that my husband does his own laundry. I love that idea. 
so good. So good. So good. So my audience knows I love speaking and learning about habits and mindset. So let's jump in by chatting about the three buckets of emotional management. Maybe you can explain what this means and why it's important for us working homeschool moms. Yes. So I look at emotional management as three different buckets. And one is the ability to be able to regulate and respond to your own emotions. And what I mean by that is it's not being calm. Like I I picture this like Zen mom with her eyes closed with chaos happening around her. And it's not that. (laughs) It's, It's being able to decide how you want to respond in the midst of the chaos. So the first bucket is really being able to decide how do I want to respond here by regulating your emotions. And we can dive deeper into these. I'll just give you an overview of what each one of them are. And the second one is clear communication. And how I talk about this is no one ever really taught us how to communicate with other people in our lives. I think it was basically modeled to us and modeled by our parents, modeled by society. And what I typically see and how I used to respond was one, either reacting, being you know angry or arguing or being passive and not responding. And, and, you know, that sort of passive aggressive, like, okay, you, you do what you want to do. And what I teach is this middle area that is clear communication, connected communication, using strategies to be able to talk to the other person because conflict is normal. You know, having problems or conflict is normal in a relationship. How do we navigate that through connected communication? And the third bucket is what I like to call self-confidence. And that's not like a Vogue article of how do I be confident, but it's how do I back myself up, like my decisions, and feel confident that I'm making the best decisions for my family based on who we are and what I think, not based on what Mary down the street is doing or what this Instagram blogger is doing. Each one of those together is what... I mean by emotional management. Oh, I love that. And I love the fact that you said about not what Mary's doing down the road, because it's it's a trap that we can all fall in so much. I know as working homeschool moms, we want our homeschools to look a particular way. And when they don't look that way, it can make you feel really bad about yourself. So I think it's it's fantastic to learn strategies to kind of overcome that. Yes, yes. I have an exciting announcement to make, something that I've been working on for a long time, which is finally coming to fruition, and that is the WHM Collective. The WHM Collective is a group coaching membership specifically for working homeschool moms. So I know it's really easy to become overwhelmed and frustrated as a working homeschool mom. Group coaching is a fantastic way for you to meet other working homeschool moms online so that you can work on what's holding you back together. It's a great way to learn in a group how to welcome more joy and ease into your life. But let's just quickly think about if group coaching is for you. So group coaching is for you if you're feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and want to welcome more joy and ease in your life. You're feeling lonely and like nobody really gets what you're going through. You want tools to help you have a more balanced life. You need accountability to make the changes you're craving and you're ready to invest time and energy into creating a life that you love. Group coaching is not for you if you're unwilling to become aware of what's causing you to feel like you're stuck in a holding pattern. You prefer to go it alone and don't want to share your struggles and hopes. 
You want a step-by-step guide that requires no thought. You aren't willing to give group coaching the time it takes to see real changes. But if you've decided that group coaching is for you, I'm sure you're going to love the WHM Collective. WHM Collective will be a monthly membership, which you will find on Patreon. And I've hosted on Patreon so that I can keep the costs really low because I know that finances can be an issue. And basically what you'll get for your monthly membership fee is you'll get a monthly workshop, you'll get printables, you'll get email support, you'll have one free one-to-one coaching session included, office hours where you can ask me anything in real time, discounts and special offers. And this is something that I'm really excited about, access to past content, which will be growing exponentially every month as I create new eBooks, as I upload workshops and as I create printables. So for just $9 a month, you're going to have a lot of support on your working homeschool mom journey. I'm so excited to start this membership. And if this is something that sounds good to you, then be sure to sign up for the waitlist, which will be in the show notes. How can we start responding instead of reacting to our kids? Because I know, like we said before we started recording, that when you homeschool, you spend a lot of time with your children. (laughs) So you have a lot of time to kind of interact with them and it's quite easy to kind of get frazzled as well. So what kind of ways can we respond rather than react to them? Yeah, so I call it emotional diffusion. It's not about saying positive mantras in her head, like, this is fine, everything's okay. Because as you know, those types of things don't work. It's in the face of the difficult situation, recognizing this is frustrating and that's okay. And how do I want to respond here? For example, I had a client who, she has three kids and she it was really important to her to have dinner as a family. And many moms listening can probably relate to this, this picture of everyone sitting down together, having this like perfect family meal. But with her two, four and five and a half year old, it was proving to be really difficult. But she had this whole idea in her head that as a family, we need to connect and we this is how we spend quality time together. And every night she would be met with the resistance. Someone wasn't going to eat. Someone didn't want to sit at the table, which would be super frustrating, right? And so what she started to do, what I suggested was being able to want to recognize what is my, what is my goal here? And her goal was, I want to connect with my kids. And we just, we talked about all the different times of the day and different situations where she was connecting with her kids that wasn't around dinner time. So she was trying to force a situation that maybe at this moment in time, her family or her kids weren't available for. So one of the things that I recommend is in the face of these frustrating situations is what is the story that you are telling yourself about the trigger? Are you arguing with your kids about certain homework or a certain assignment that they're doing? What is your story about it? They, They should be able to do this. They have to do this. This is important. So when you're able to question that story and, and ask yourself, what, what is my goal here? What is it that I really want? You can separate and create a pause between the trigger and your response. Hmm. Yes. Very valuable also for homeschoolers because much like having dinner together or, you know, having this idea about what you want a certain situation to look like in your family, it's very much the same as learning as well. So where you're like, okay, we want, you know, I want you to be learning these kinds of things. If the kids are not 
involved or they're not engaged in that it, there's so much resistance and it can be very very frustrating so this is a really good strategy is kind of taking that pause i think and you know why why is it so important that they do all these things as well yes i think that that is a really really great strategy yeah it's like that freeze i call it the ferris bueller freeze i don't know if you've ever seen the movie ferris bueller's day off have you seen that movie many many times <laughs> right like yes it's a classic but you know how he talks to the camera and everything around him freezes this is what i tell my moms to do i'm like imagine that you're ferris bueller maybe everything around you isn't freezing maybe your child is still refusing or the they're still fighting or there's still chaos but you are ferris bueller and you take that freeze and just by taking that Ferris Bueller freeze, I have some clients print out a picture of Ferris Bueller and put it on their fridge to remind them. By taking that Ferris Bueller freeze, it gives you that moment, that pause to acknowledge this is frustrating, but what do I want to do here? This is normal. Kids do refuse to do work, right? They, What is happening is normal and I can cope with it. Mm, absolutely, yes. And you can kind of take the fire out of the situation as well and, and respond in a in a more positive way. Yes. And that sort of leads into the number two, the second bucket, which is that different communication, that connected communication. Because once you're able to diffuse yourself by taking that pause, I can give you an example from this morning, what happened in my home this morning. I went downstairs at seven o'clock with my six-year-old and he's like, mom, I have to admit something. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I ate ice cream at 6 a.m. this morning. He went downstairs before coming, you know, before he's supposed to, and he pulled out the half a pint of ice cream from the trash and it was empty. And in that moment, I had a couple choices, right? I could feel, which it was frustrating, but respond to that frustration with anger and annoyance and teach that lesson very harshly. Or I could diffuse myself, recognize this is a frustrating moment. I'm going to cope with this. We're going to figure out how to respond to this because what I know is that when I get angry and annoyed or really harsh is that my emotions really rub off on him and it just escalates him and the rest of the morning would have went terribly and I would have been, wouldn't have been able to teach that lesson that I wanted to teach, which is we don't eat ice cream in the morning, <laughs> right? Like we're not going to have ice cream around if you eat it in the morning. So once I was able to take that pause and recognize this is frustrating, but I'm going to figure it out, I was able to communicate with him differently. And what I did was sort of validate, like, yeah, ice cream's really yummy. It's not something we have for breakfast. One of the ways that we're going to be able to have ice cream in this house is if I'm able to trust that you're going to eat it when you're supposed to eat it. So we're not going to have ice cream in the house for a little while. And tonight... You, you already had your dessert, so there isn't going to be any dessert tonight. But I didn't say it with anger and frustration. I sort of said it with this firmness, hmm. if that makes sense. Exactly. And logic as well. That's the thing. Because sometimes when you are so emotional, I mean, the logic just flies out the window. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what is the logical consequence or what is the lesson that I want to teach here? That's really what I was able to do in that moment once I was able to diffuse the emotions that rise up automatically. Hmm. Yes, that's really, really such a great strategy. And then how could we integrate fun and experimentation into our lives using delegation? And I'm, this is also something that I'm really interested in because as working homeschool moms, we have to learn to delegate because we have a lot of tasks. And sometimes we feel like we have to do everything because maybe we've decided that we want to homeschool. Maybe there's pressure from family members and things like that to prove, you know, that we can do it all. 
So how can we kind of delegate, first of all, and how can we integrate fun and experimentation into our lives using delegation? I love this question so much because I think that for most moms, uh, probably especially working homeschool moms, that fun for yourself is really low on the list, right? It sort of comes after your job and your kids and all the other things that you're quote unquote supposed to be doing. And what's interesting, there's a book called All Joy, No Fun by Jennifer Senior. And the whole book is about parental well-being. And she uses a lot of statistics and research. And she reports that children don't improve parental happiness. Having children doesn't improve parental happiness. And in fact, there is a net zero or site compromise on happiness. <laughs> so it's actually really important because what we know is that our mood as moms really translate or can affect our kids. So I think a lot of times we see fun or enjoyment as a selfish thing, right? Like it comes last on the list. But by actually putting it first or on par with all these other things, you're not only doing a service for yourself, but you're actually doing a service for your family. So I think the first step is really recognizing that this isn't a, oh, that would be nice, but it's a must. It's more important than doing the laundry, right? Or going grocery shopping. It is a, a, a top to do. Absolutely. Yes, that's so true. It is hard though, because I think there's also kind of the guilt element sometimes about self-care and looking after yourself because you do feel maybe that you're taking time from your family and things like that. So I know that there's something that a lot of women do struggle with, but how do you think it's possible to make me time meaningful and sustainable? Because I think that's important is that maybe we have these grand ideas of like an hour of self-care a day, because this is what somebody else is doing. I remember somebody said to me, oh, you know, I just don't like to get my nails done. But, you know, you kind of feel that that is something that is synonymous with self-care. So how can you make it meaningful and sustainable? I love this question. So as an adult, right, we as older people now, we don't really have that childlike play where we get to try something new for a week, see how we feel about it, then try something different the next week. I, I, I talk to a lot of moms and they're like, well, I want to try knitting and then maybe I can sell it on Etsy. And it's like, what if we just like tried it out without the expectation that it's going to become something? Um, one of my clients, she used to be a D1 swimmer in college and she had stopped swimming for almost 20 years because of how stressful it was towards the end of her career and having kids. So we worked together and what she decided to do was, I'm just going to go to the local gym and I'm going to ask my, you know, have my husband, which is part of the delegation, do dinner time with the kids. And I'm just going to get in the pool and see what happens without any expectation attached to it. She's like, I'm just going to try it out. So I think part of this is how can you play with this. If you don't like doing your nails, well, what is it that you used to like to do before you had kids? Were you creative? I had another client who was very creative and, and she has four kids now. And it was really hard for her to fit in any sort of creativity into her life. So her goal was to, I'm going to go to this knitting class at night. And again, have the discussion with my husband as to this is important for me to try. I want to integrate some more fun into my life. Just like that clear, connected communication with him of, hey, I'm struggling a little bit here and I, I want to have some more fun in my life. So her husband would do dinner for the four kids and she went to a weekly knitting class. Again, part of it is 
how can I experiment? I'm not going to, this isn't going to be my new normal for the next three years, but what if I just tried this thing? What would I try? What did I used to like? Hmm. Excellent. Yes. And I love that idea of just doing something for the sake of doing something, because we just feel like we have to be productive all the time. And it's rare to kind of find the time. I'm just going to knit for the sake of knitting rather than selling it on Etsy because it is something that I know that I struggle with too. I'm like, okay, what productive thing can I do now? Yes. And it's just that experimenting of let's see how I feel after I try this. Again, this doesn't have to be my new normal. I think it's really taking the pressure off of, okay, I need to do this knitting class and I need to do it for the next six months and I need to make five sweaters. It's what can I try a couple times and see how I feel after Hmm, exactly. And kind of starting small as well. I think we want to do like an hour of, of self-care a day where maybe it's quite hard to do that initially. So kind of starting small with no pressure, I think is also a good way to kind of incorporate self-care too. A hundred percent. Even that 15 minutes of like a dance party, if that's your right, like putting on some fun music and dancing or while your kids are doing something, five minutes of a podcast, right? Like what being able to start small and make it palatable can can lead to like immediate success. Exactly. And it's I mean, that's how you make sustainable, I think, change as well is is if it's if it always feels manageable, I think, and then you can kind of build on it from there. Yes, yes. This is something that I'm interested in as well. So why is it important to create your own mom North Star? I love this idea of having a mom North Star. I, I love that concept. So creating your own mom North Star is really about knowing who you are, what is important to you, and what is important for your family, not based on what is society or Instagram or Facebook or these blogs or this quote unquote expert telling me, but what, what are my most important values? What are my family's most important values? For example, in our family and and some of my important values is fun, love of learning, and connection. So once you're able to recognize, okay, these are my three most important values. This is what's important to us as a family. You can filter whatever you're doing through that. So that lesson that you're teaching or that homework assignment that you want them to do, if you're questioning Is this something that I should or shouldn't be doing if you filter it through your values? Well, is this this through my value of fun? Is this through my value of connection? Then it can give you the answer and sort of guide you towards what's important for you and your family. Oh, I love this. And I talk about this so much, but in relation to time management as well, because if you know explicitly what your values are, it's just so much easier to manage your time better because you can select the things. Like you said, I love the way you said that. You can select the things that are important because I find if you fill your schedule with things that are not bringing you joy, that are not filling your cup, that are maybe just giving and giving and giving to other people, it's super easy to burn out and to feel really resentful as well. Yeah. And I can bring it back to that mom client that I had about the importance of a family dinner, right? If she was filtering it through her value, which was, I think, connection, right? Something like that. It's this thing that you're trying to make fit isn't creating connected time. However, there are so many other things. What she told me the next week, she's like, okay, the kids had enough snacks. 
So instead of having dinner, I decided we're going to go on a family walk. And we had the best time. The kids were laughing. I was smiling. It was so fun. And there was so much connection. That's what she's trying to create, those moments. But she was trying to fit it through this expectation of a family dinner that wasn't working for her or her family. Mm, yes, that's such a great example. Yes, I love that. All right. So is there anything that you are working on at the moment that you're excited to share? And where's the best place for people to connect with you online? Yes. So I, my five-minute podcasts are such useful bits of information. It's called the Five Minute Shift for Moms, and they're five-minute quick podcasts that give you really great tips and insights. Um, I hang out on Instagram at stephanie.rosenfield. And if you go to my website, stephaniercoaching.com backslash consult, you can find a bunch of free things there. Awesome. Yes. And I just love the fact that the podcast episodes are five minutes. It really, and you pack so much value into five minutes. And I think as busy working homeschool moms, it's a really, really perfect amount of time (laughs) to get something really valuable. Exactly. All right. Excellent. So it's been such a pleasure to chat to you today, Stephanie. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and advice. It's going to be such a valuable episode to my audience. And I know I've learned so much too. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Homeschool Mom support group over on Facebook. And let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a working homeschool mom who might need it. It's my mission to support as many working homeschool moms as possible. Until next time, take care.